This is Real Talk with Rodney Hyde. Tuesdays and Thursdays from 10 a.m. You're on Rally Check Radio. It's Real Talk with Rodney Hyde. Uh, so lovely to have you on this morning. And you can give us a give us a text at 2057 or email me at inbox at rallycheck.radio. Uh, it's so lovely to get your texts and emails. One thing caught our attention recently, and it was a great letter to the Otago Daily Times. It's almost old-fashioned, isn't it? Reading a physical newspaper or writing a letter to the editor. Um, but there it was, loud and proud, this great letter to the Otago Daily Times explaining why uh, Mr. Aaron Hawkins was wrong and the way he framed his argument. We'll come to what that argument was in a minute. But the letter itself was remarkable to be published in the New Zealand newspaper. It was remarkable that it was written. But what was truly remarkable was it was written by a 15-year-old high school boy. It's wonderful. And we have him along. We're very lucky to have Odin Callender along. Good morning, Odin. Uh, good morning. Uh, what prompted you to write this letter? Well, I was re reading the newspaper and I, ca I came across his reply. And, you know, I, look, I looked up what he'd said on Facebook and I, I found it quite but quite frustrating because his reply well well worded was is completely nonsensical when you actually examine it let's would you like to start off by reading your letter to us and then we'll go to what mr hawkins had to say and who he is sure aaron hawkins has said both like many before them, and sadly more to come, the University of Otago will decide today whether to back their work with mana whenua or buckle to the pressure of white supremacy, unquote. This is a, is a black and white fallacy, that those who do not actively choose mana whenua are by default choosing white supremacy. That's what he's implying. He also implies this False this, this is a false dictomy that ignores that there are other options. Further, your use of the term white supremacy is an emotionally loaded put-down of those who might not agree with you. In his reply, ODT 15.7.23, you assert without evidence that the inequalities in the health system are caused by systemic racism, but he uses the term white supremacy. And, but he does, he does, okay. This assertion too requires evidential support. This entire issue is an excellent example of the, de of the degeneration that the democratic process has suffered. Instead of intelligent, rational discuss discussion that we're supposed to have, we have people like you who win arguments by being the loudest and through constant, never ending emotional manipulation. Manipulation. And that's signed, ladies and gentlemen, and to our lovely listeners, that's signed by Odin Callender, 15, pupil, Otago Boys High School. Odin, can I congratulate you on a beautifully written letter and an extremely logical argument that could be applied 
to a whole lot of politicians, not not just Mr. Hawkins, right? Yes, it, it could. Actually, it could be applied to nearly every politician right now, certainly the whole of both, of both national and labour. Yes. Now, <clears throat> Mr. Hawkins was your previous mayor down there in Dunedin, was he not? Yes, he was. And um, he was only a one-term mayor, but here he is. And as you say, they do this great rhetorical trick. And you see it all the time where they browbeat you and they say, oh, if you don't support co-governance or manafina with this or manafina with that, you're a Nazi or a white supremacist. Like, it's completely, as you say, black and white or binary. You can't say, well... I disagree with you, but hang on, that doesn't make me a white supremacist. And that's your point, right? Yeah, there's a few other things that, I, um, that I'd like to say now that I didn't get to say in the letter. Please. Base constraints. Well, for one thing, much of what many politicians seem to say today is they don't, at least not a lot of the time, they don't argue for say, the law that they're trying to pass. They, I mean, they do, but they subtly imply that if you don't agree with them, you are a Nazi, a white supremacist, a racist, something, which is called the ad hominem fallacy, attacking mm. the argument mm. instead of the argument, which is just, yeah, it does not, it's a fallacy. It, it, you can't win an argument by doing that. Also, uh, with Aaron Hawkins, as I said, it's an example of emotional ma manipulation, specifically appeal to spite. The the point of his, of when he said that it's a choice between white supremacy and mana whenua, is that he's implying that anyone who think who thinks differently to him, who disagrees, is morally equivalent to a white supremacist, which is absurd he's he's basically he's basically comparing disagreeing with him he, he's saying that's equivalent to being a nazi mm. or a but, member of the ku klux klan yeah which is completely ridiculous we see that all the time because another example would be oh you don't support this taxing of methane or stopping this development <clears throat> therefore you don't care for the planet you don't support the current thing, therefore you're a racist. Yeah, or you don't support mandates, therefore you don't care about Nana, right? And w I think you're right that we're seeing this sort of argument over and over and over again, and that's what struck me about your letter, because if politicians followed your rules of logic, most of their argument would quickly evaporate and they'd have to get down to the substance, would they not? The problem, there, the problem there is that there usually isn't much substance. They're using the rhetoric to cover it up. Yeah, like, uh, for, for example, the gun laws, that, that was not a real solution. I, I thought about it for 
I heard of that. I thought of it for about 30 seconds before realizing, no, that won't work. And yet, no, it was, it was passed anyway. Regulating people who have licenses for guns is not going to stop people who don't have licenses. Mm. But what did you thought, what did you thought of this? I think it was that old prime minister that we had. Tell me this, um, Odin. What is politics one of your interests, or is this just a sideline? Because you seem to follow it. You know about the gun laws, and you thought about them, and you followed it. That wouldn't be usual for your 15-year-old colleagues at school, would it? Or is it a particular interest of yours, or is it just something you dabble with? Um, Yeah, I'd say I am interested in politics. I'm not sure how interested uh, my fellow students are. Well, they don't seem just based on a couple of conversations I've had. Ones I know don't seem to be as good at not just accepting the current thing. Mm. And where did you develop your great understanding of logic and knowing, for example, uh, being able to identify fallacies in an argument such as Mr. Hawkins put up? Um, well, I've, I've read a great deal of books. Do you read a lot? Yes. When, when you've watched involve logic i have i think although i think i i have also just always been into that to some extent mm. and do you read everything or do you read a particular style of book or type of book uh what do you mean by everything i, well, I, I don't i don't I read do. every genre yeah. So, what book? What type of books interest you? Do you read nonfiction or fiction? If uh, you read nonfiction, what sort of? Do you read historical books or do you read books about politics or science or logic, philosophy? I'm, I'm mainly interested in books in science. Yes. Uh, I, I also I also enjoy science fiction. Yes. Fantasy as well, but usually science fiction. And where do you get your books from that you read? Library. Library. The school library or the public library? The Dunedin Public Library. Nice. And um, what's, in recent times, the best book you've read? Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I've read a a lot of books. I don't, I don't think I have it. I've never had a single favorite book. Okay, because I'm funny. I always have, I always have a favorite book, and it's usually one I've just read, and then I, I get on, I read my next best book. So I'm always interested in what people was their best book, because then it gives me a clue for what I will read next. Tell me, um, why did you send the letter? Um. Uh, because I thought that by, by sending it, I could in, increase the collective rationality of the population of New Zealand by some microscopic amount. Yeah. <laughs> well, you help, you help me because, you see, I think the rest of us are swayed somewhat by repetition. We're swayed somewhat by what lots and lots of people say. 
and we don't want to be seen as a bad person. And what your letter did was cut through that and said, hang on, this guy's argument is trying to manipulate you and others to agree with him without actually making an argument, which is your point. Yeah, speaking of not making an argument, Aaron's and many other politicians' actual arguments, to the extent that they exist, they don't normally they don't make any sense at all. It's it's usually it goes something like this: I declare it premise X to be true. I don't, does not provide any evidence for how or why it's true. Just says that it is. Therefore, insert nonsensical train of logic here. My conclusion is some completely absurd thing about co-governance or something. <laughs> and I say, hang on a minute. I don't like that policy for these reasons. And then they point the finger at me and say, Nazi or Ku Klux Klan or white supremacist, right? Yeah, it's a bad faith discussion. It's a very bad faith discussion. And uh, it's becoming the predominant discussion that's occurring. Um, we saw that. Did you follow that remarkable experience? that the lady visiting from the UK, Kelly J. Keene, had. Did uh, you, did no, you follow yeah. that one? No, well, I don't know about that. Well, she was simply trying to explain that she didn't think men should be able to go into ladies' sports and ladies' toilets. Rivest. And she got attacked in the media and by politicians for literally being associated with Nazis. Oh, well, she, she went against the narrative. She, she contradicted the current thing. She you can't have that. And then it, got, then it got a terrible thing, because if you can't have a reasoned discussion with someone and they keep saying what they're saying, the first thing you have to do is shut them down. So the attempt was made by politicians and by the news media and by activists to prevent her coming and then to make a big noise at her public event so no one could hear her or any of the ladies that spoke. But then comes the next bad thing. If you can't deal with an argument, the next recourse is violence. And so these women were attacked. And so your plea to use reason and proper debating and proper discussion and proper respect for those whom disagree with you rather than calling them names is a plea for peace, isn't it? Pretty much. Because Aaron, been... Hawk, Aaron Hawkins can't argue with you. He can only abuse you. Yeah, I, I wrote my letter... Um, when I wrote it, I was hoping to receive a reply from Aaron, however unlikely that would be, but no, he he didn't reply. And I suspect a reason for that, one reason for that may be that the, the whole you're a Nazi argument doesn't really, doesn't really work on kids. 
<laughs> no, that's true. You could be Hitler. You, I don't know. It's probably a bad joke. Um, tell me this. Um, what are your? We're talking. We're on Early Check Radio. It's Real Talk with Rodney Hyde. We're talking to Odin Calendar, who wrote a wonderful letter to the ODT, the Otago Daily Times. Got it published more than any of us can do. So he did a great job. It was a fantastic uh, letter of reason and logic for Aaron Hawkins, the previous mayor of Dunedin, wouldn't be able to reply to it. He wouldn't know what to think other than to call Odin names, as we see continually in this great country of ours now. Uh, Odin, what are your plans, if any, for your future? Are you thinking about a field that you'd like to work in or study in, or is it still an open book to you? Um, right now, I, I think I'd like to become a scientist. Great. Uh, what particular scientist? Physical scientist or social scientist? Uh, I think neuroscience. Oh, wow. That would be cool. That would be cool. And if you're in Dunedin, that's a good place to be studying it. There was a famous neuroscientist from Otago University who um, got a Nobel Prize, John Eccles. Oh. And he was a neuroscientist uh, uh, during the war years, and then he, you know, he became famous, and he went off to the United Kingdom. And his area of study and expertise was how the electrical impulse travels from one nerve ending to another nerve. And he okay. started off believing that it was an electrical jump across the nerve and there were Americans arguing that it was a chemical uh, process and he began to realize well it's electrical to the end of the nerve and then there's a, a substance called uh, colonase I think it's called and acetylcholinase which breaks it down I think I've got that right I may have it around the wrong way and he realized he was wrong famously and then went on to win a Nobel Prize in demonstrating how it was chemical. So it was he was a remarkable man, John Eccles. He should be your um he should be a man that you look into because he was a fabulous yeah. neuroscientist from Otago University from your hometown. Okay. Well I don't know whether Otago University is currently a good place to study. Well but I mean, they've somehow managed to spend over a million dollars on changing the logo. I'm yes. at a loss as to how that's even possible. Yes, but what will happen is, because you're a bright young fellow, you will find other bright young people, and you'll particularly find bright professors who want to mentor you and nurture you, and you'll find them in every university some of the wokest, dopiest universities will still have great professors in them. And you should find out, and you'll particularly find them in the physical science, and they'll be just getting on with their work. And um, if you're keen, I imagine they'll greet you with open arms. And I do agree with you. It must be a frustrating thing for them and a frustrating for, thing for students who don't agree with um, the political direction of the university administration. But that doesn't mean that science is no longer relevant. 
it's always relevant it's always important and it's very clear to me that you understand what actual science is yeah science is the single most important thing or at least one of them i mean i i i cannot even begin to understand why someone would say and i'm sure people have said this in new zealand science is not important we shouldn't spend money on it like if you look if you look around you look at the look at the computer you use you're using to post to post your absurdities on social media who discovered that mm. carpenters mm. no science of is the most wonderful thing it's the very human construct and we've seen into subatomic particles and into the farthest reaches of the known universe yeah and um and as you say the technology that flows uh out of that is astonishing and i think it's my it's my understanding you, you correct me i think the development of the transistor and semiconductors was a consequence of einstein's work on um for, for some reason i've got that in the back of my mind the transistor was invented or painted in 1947 or 48. no it, I, I don't think no no i i oh, okay. didn't have anything to do with, with that he okay he did relativity and he also did some work on on light but nothing about electricity yeah well i'll i'll um i'll go away and check but um, the point of it is, is that that great technology of semiconductors and computers had its foundations in fundamental science that had no point at the time it was being done. And that's the point you're making, is uh, that insight that we get is amazing. Well, you're going to work very hard at school, get uh, very, very good grades. You're obviously a very bright fellow. It's a great pleasure to meet you uh in person because we read that letter and we thought it was amazing and your parents must be very proud of you for having such good values and good principles and being able to express yourself extremely well odin thank you mm. you um you have a very good night and keep up the letter writing but don't get it don't let it get in the way of your science and your studies yeah and your reading because <clears throat> it's easy to get caught up in the what's it the everyday world of the political struggle and this argument and this this that argument and yes that's important because it's important on society but you never want to get get distracted from the main game which as you say is science yeah well good night take care odin you're on real talk with rodney hyde it's radleycheck.radio we were talking to odin calendar 15 years old oh my goodness could teach every politician in our parliament a thing or two about how to make an argument uh we could teach everyone in the journalist field what is and what is not a good argument and in one blow probably solve 95 percent of our problems because how many problems do we have well, just because there are politicians trying to inflame us and divide us and make us angry. Very good. You're on Rally Check Radio.
send us a text, 2057, email me, inbox at rallycheck.radio. This is Real Talk with Rodney Hyde. This is Real Talk with Rodney Hyde. Tuesdays and Thursdays from 10 a.m.